This show is a compliment to the content found at advancingathletics.com. We welcome you into the FMR family, but remember, the topics we discuss are not clinical recommendations or medical advice. Hey folks, welcome back to Fuel Move Recover, a performance and wellness podcast. This is episode 85. My name is Michele Iono. Today I'm joined by Allie Kiefer. Hey guys. Allie, how's your week going? My week is good. My day has been kind of crazy, but my overall yeah. week is good. I started a new full-time job this week, finally. Mm-hmm. I have not been full-time employed since... August, right? June. Yeah, June. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a bit. Yeah. Um. So it's like a fun week, to I be feel fair, like. You haven't been paid for full-time work, but you've been working your ass off, girl. I mean, I have you... been I've been doing a lot of stuff like for yeah. work, I feel like I've never been bored ever. Yeah. For um, sure. but I yeah, I just haven't been like a full-time employee anywhere exactly. since June. Um, so it's I mean, it's fine. Like I've sat in a bunch of Zoom meetings, and I've been added to like a bunch of, you know, group chats and I'm figuring out my benefits and how to do mm-hmm. anything and everything. I have like a 6-hour training tomorrow on whatever Mm -hmm. um so it's fun i'm like meeting new people and i feel like i'm like filling in my planner with all this stuff i'm like such a dork like that i love stuff like that um so yeah it's been fun how about you how's your week my week is going well i all of a sudden now clam up even though i always have lots to say now I'm trying to remember because it's all kind of like blurred together. Started some new people. Oh, and like I talked about last week on the episode, I started a new, try not to burp on the <laughs> show. It's just that much more stuff I have to cut out later. You just uh, grabbed a bubbly and now you're all. I know. that's I'm all gassy. <laughs> you're all so bubbly in there. <laughs> I'm all bubbly. So anyways, I uh, started a new high school. We have a new high school, uh, Indian Valley High School. Uh that is a part of the family now. Very nice. So you might be speaking with the kids, you know, doing a feel better, um, whatever episode or seminar, yeah, whatever, whatever fun. word we're using. So I'll let you know Getting about some that new people later. to talk to and yeah, nice. exactly. Um, so, and I guess if you're out there listening and you want Allie to talk to a team of yours or some of your athletes whether it's your coach or teacher or a parent reach out fuel move recover at gmail that's probably the easiest one to say and thus to uh reach out to let us know and we will um get that started so that's something that ali has done a number of times and very comfortable with yes so this is to talk to your athletes exactly like this is something that she really enjoys doing and obviously is good at it and does it for a living so this wasn't meant to be a promo. It just was more for um, a by the way. Yeah, a by the way, and so so that was really good. And the the coaches are really on board, and um, and it's just one of those things. Now I wasn't in a position to help last year just because of other stuff going on, but they had they were especially ready. You know what I mean for help. Because I guess they've had like a lot of injuries and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we want to, so hopefully we can, you know, try to like decrease. Because obviously some of it's random, right? I mean, people just get hurt. People get hurt doing anything. Nothing. Yeah. You know, so. But that's uh, part of the reason why I'm sure the coaches are so 
on board because a lot of times they're not and that's mm-hmm. you know that that's so important for them to have that support because a lot of times like when else is a kid gonna when else is a kid gonna benefit from that when they're like literally they're dedicated to being at practice and working out yeah um, I would have benefited from that hugely mm-hmm. in high school if I had somebody who could work with me and be like hey Maybe you're not in the pool right now doing the same workout as everyone else, but we're going to make some modifications for you and we're still going to keep you strong and we're still going to keep you fit, but we're going to be avoiding, you know, whatever it is that your injury is affecting and strengthening the other things around it to help you out. So, yeah. And I think that that's, or, you know, making sure you're still eating well, like that was, you know, how, how it happened with me, um, when I got hurt. And now some of it was just negligence, you know, like I was a 20 year old male who hung out and or played football. And so even though I couldn't play football, I could still drink and eat like I played football. So just really just a very poor relationship with food and just with wellness overall, you know. So of course there's some of that, but in general, there is a lot of work or stuff that you can do to continue to get better or to feel like you have a purpose or you know what I mean to stay motivated like you're part of the team too because a lot of times you're like well crap I'm injured like I'm letting my team down and they think I'm slacking off exactly you know you're not like you just can't do what you could do a week ago and so if you get into that habit of customizing within reason just because, you know, you have big squads and that kind of stuff. And it's like really hard to like, you know, have it be productive. Uh, you only have so much staff and whatnot. But mm-hmm. if you get in the habit before kids are hurt or before anybody's hurt of, okay, we're going to modify this to fit you the best. Then when I take a weight away from you, from Allie, and give her a different weight or have her do a different exercise, it no longer becomes like, well, there's something wrong with Allie, you know? It becomes like, oh, okay, Allie's just, you know, we're just fine-tuning things. Mm-hmm. But if the only time you ever modify stuff is when you're hurt, then all of a sudden it starts to create this precedent where you want to avoid modification or individualization as, a, as the kid, you know. So then they start to feel bad because it's like, well, why do I have to change something now? Right. You know. So anyways, uh, week is fine. Week is good. It was really cold yesterday and then it warmed up today and it, we went for a run, my friend and I. So that was... Awesome and nice. And yeah, that's it. So, I mean, there's lots more stuff, but (laughs) we could, you know, we'll be here for forever. In the show notes will be a very detailed um, (laughs) weekly outline of each of our weeks from the day, from the moment we wake up until we go to bed every day. (laughs) Exactly. you missed anything. (laughs) Yeah. We just want to make sure that you feel like you're a part of the family. (laughs) So Indian Valley isn't the only ones that are going to be new members of the family. <laughs> so now each and every one of you listening can be one. <laughs> Fuel Move Recover posts every week, usually on Fridays. Each episode, we discuss a different topic about performing, improving performance and wellness. So we rotate through Fuel to Move to Family to Recover. Allie is one of our amazing dietitians, and so her and I will be talking about, I think we're continuing our breakfast conversation. We sure are. And then when Alex comes on, her and I uh, do one, one where we talk about her topics, which is usually something exercise related for move weeks. 
my weeks are something recover related or stress management. That's where we touch on some mental health stuff. And then Allie rejoins us for family week and the three of us have a roundtable discussion. Remember also that FMR is member supporter, supported over at advancingathletics.com. If you would like to support the work that we do, you can head over there. And like kind of like I pimped last week a little bit more. I mean, we do have an ebook. Allie and I and Alex, we've been, you know, just slowly grinding away at the male athlete guidebook. So for male athletes, just to get a better idea about how to take care of themselves. I mean, that's the whole premise. So we'll be coming out with that. Um, we have the female version available right now on our website. We also have an adult version. And so you can go, the, go there and check those out and you can download those, uh, their PDFs. So if you have questions how to do that, let us know. We obviously have other services and products available. You can go to advancingathletics.com forward slash shop to find that out. And then membership over at uh, same website slash join. So ongoing topics, anything to discuss this week? I saw I forgot to delete the winter solstice thing. So Yes, you did. I, I just deleted that because I was like, yep. it definitely is not four days until the winter solstice. Yep. But this is, I mean, it's related to winter solstice, not an ongoing topic. But the days you really are starting to notice that they're getting a little bit longer. Dude, um, for sure. How about on your runs? Dude, exactly. I mean, yeah. now it's not dark The uh, like when we get back, you know. Because we, we run, I, I run... You know, the time slots like after four o'clock, five o'clock are more valuable than like right after like three o'clock for for me, Um, because then that way, you know, people get off work, kids get rides. You know what I mean? Whereas for us to have a three o'clock session, you have to have grown kids who can drive themselves Mm -hmm. or parents who don't work, you know. Um, or have super flexible work schedules so they can pick kids up, bring them right over to the gym. So there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of, uh, what's the word? Um, uh, maybe value or uh, demand. There's oh, not yes. a lot of demand for like those three o'clock sessions. So Janero and I like to get our run in then, and he works, he's an engineer. So he gets off work, you know, like three o'clock. You start at six in the morning. So bad news is he starts at six. Good news is he's done at 3.30 every day. Right. Or 3 o'clock every day, I should say. So, you know what I mean? That just kind of like fits perfectly. And then we actually get to be outside while it's still sunny or, you know, light out, you know. But I just looked at my watch, Allie. December 22nd. Today's the 12th. So 10 days from now. So like next Saturday. Mm-hmm. Sun. Uh, twilight. At least here in Ohio. Um, the twilight. So when the sun actually goes down, 6 p.m. No way. That's exciting. I wonder what it is here. It's got to be different because we're still like 440. Yeah. It's well, not fun. Yeah. And you guys are But it was cool. like 410. Like literally it was I like Seriously. I would be walking Sadie in the forest at like 345 and I was like, we got to get out of here. Yeah. And it's like it was dusk. like dusk. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, because you guys are so close to the time, the, yeah. the, 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 the time zone border. Yeah. You know, I mean, it literally is right there, right? Because no, I mean, not... Yes. Yeah, it's right there. It's yeah, the Indiana Chicago's border. So it's, yeah. I mean, where we are in the city is like, we're probably like an hour from. Yeah, but that's change. because you live yeah. in a huge city, not because yeah. it takes right. an hour to drive there. So. <laughs> yes. 
if there was no traffic, it would be like a half hour probably. Right. Yeah, um, for sure. So anyway, so you're right there on the timeline. So you're going to have really short days. Same thing yeah. with Alex, you know, out in Massachusetts. Now I'm curious. Sorry, you can keep talking. I'm just going to. Go you're going to see what time. Yeah, check it. Here. Um, so while Allie is checking that, I'll just orient the audience. So last week we talked about breakfast, which coincided well with both um, our discussions about the holidays and what you eat and, you know, ways to kind of manage the holiday insanity uh, relative to food by using both food and non-food tricks. And then Alex, sorry, Ali talked, mentioned a, a breakfast-related article in a family week a um, couple weeks ago and or whenever, uh, when it cycles ago. <laughs> and then that, that transitioned well into our breakfast discussion, which we started a month ago, and now we are going to, now we are back to finish it. Yeah. So, oh, by the way, sunset at 441 here today. Sunset 441 oh. here. Yeah, it's exactly 530. Wow. That's a big difference. Yeah. Um, anyway, though, yes. So the last, has it been the last two fuel weeks? No. Last fuel week, I think we yeah. talked about. We talked about breakfast and just kind of the different mm -hmm. meal patterns, like three meals a day versus grazing. Yeah. Michaela and I are both grazers, grazers. if you remember that conversation. Um, but basically, this argument all came about, or not argument, but this discussion all came about um, just because of kind of the idea behind like breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And is mm -hmm. it really? Um, so Based on research, like there are so many benefits of eating breakfast. So basically it provides fuel for your day. A lot of times we're feeling higher energy levels, preventing brain fog. People who eat breakfast have a higher fiber intake, which is, you know, correlated with better blood sugar control, um, fighting off cravings and actually healthier body weight as well. I kind of wanted to carry that discussion over into the meal pattern if if we can call it that, of intermittent fasting. So you know mm -hmm. it's really big right now. Lots of people are talking about it. Um, and in intermittent fasting, most of the time, people are not eating breakfast. So how does that meal pattern kind of fit into, you know, that research saying that breakfast maybe is the most important meal of the day? So today we're finally going to talk about intermittent fasting Surely you've heard about it, but we're going to kind of give some definitions. We're going to give some pros and cons and just kind of talk about how it might or might not fit into a healthy meal pattern. Yeah, I think that it's just like – I mentioned this before. I don't remember, Allie, now the, the exact relevance of it. I was trying to rack my brain while you were finishing the recap. But I equated something to – uh, elimination diet and mm -hmm. how the point of elimination diet is to figure out, you know, take out one thing yeah. and then figure out how you body responds and, or, you know, figure out the thing that's causing you to not feel well. And then you add everything else back in and, or maybe if you don't have like an allergy or something, I guess, like maybe even that, that thing that originally was bothering it, but maybe you find different versions or something. But right. So it's almost like you're starting from this baseline and then you're adding things back in and being like, oh, is it that thing that makes me feel like crap? Is it this yeah. thing? Mm -hmm. 
And so, and so I think that instead of what ends up happening is that people just cut stuff out and then that's, and then that's the end of it. Never add it back. Yeah. Which is, I guess, kind of whatever, but also it's just not, you're not doing a very good job being a scientist that way because, you know, we want to actually identify the problem instead of just now you've cut out everything. Yeah. You know, number one, you're not doing a very good job being a scientist. But number two, if you're cutting things out because you think that they might be the quote unquote problem, but mm-hmm. there's something that you really like and there's actually no physiological need for you to cut it out, you're going to yeah. crave it. You're going to want it. If you say no to having it, you're going to go somewhere else and you're going to like binge eat random stuff that's not yeah. going to satisfy your craving. So there's, you know, I think that anytime that Unless it's obviously for like an allergy reason or like mm-hmm. a, I know it's XYZ food that makes me feel like crap. If there's something that you're like, no, I'm just not going to eat it because I feel like it's bad for me. I think that it always kind of turns out not so good. Yeah. And it just, it's again, it's you, you, you know, you mentioned this on family week. What was Alex's article about? I'm trying to remember last family week. Oh, New Year's resolutions. Yes. That's right. And so you made that point about how people, you know what I mean? Like if you decide not to watch any TV at all, remember that, mm-hmm. then like you go, you get to Wednesday and you haven't watched anything. And, and then like, oh, I'm going to reward myself for yep, that. <laughs> yep. And then you watch six freaking hours of, yes. of, of Yellowstone. Have you been watching Yellowstone? No, it's been recommended to me so many times, but I feel like it's so gruesome. It's such a... Have you watched it? You haven't watched any of it? No. Well, first of all, how do you know it's gruesome then? Because people told me. Oh, from what people have told you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's fair. Um, it's such a... It's so weird because like, you know, it's this cowboy drama show, you know, and it's like, I can't believe... I just can't believe it's popular. Like I was watching this like... I think I, I'm people pretty sure... People love I was, it. I'm pretty sure I was still living in... Uh, Rhode Island when it first came out you know it's just this random ass show mm-hmm. and there's this other show called uh Longmire that is on mm-hmm. Netflix you might have seen that and I just loved that show and it had a little bit of like plot twist each show was like a separate like you know like issue okay you know like uh you know they like have a case to solve got it and it's like a sheriff in Wyoming and uh it's based on a book series and so a novel series. And then, um, so each episode, there's like a little case for them to solve. And then they have a, a couple cases that run through the whole season, right? It's really, really good. And the one actress on there is just so beautiful. Katie uh, Sacto. Uh, Saki, the real think, reason he oh watches. Oh, my God. No, because she plays a weird part, you know. And sometimes it's like, all right, all right. You know, it's <laughs> I get it. And I have this like weird homoerotic kind of thing where I like... <laughs> I think it's cool when girls have guy names, you know? Oh, okay. So, like the one, like Katie Sackow in that show, they call her Vic, you know? I don't know gotcha. why. It just, okay. It just, I gotcha. It, wor- it, it works for me. Anyways, so um, my my whole point is, is that, you know, you were talking about how we go off the deep end with stuff. And instead, if you learn to like balance stuff better, you know, you're going to be so much more fulfilled. So... The whole reason why I'm doing this whole aside is I think intermittent fasting, this, you know, I might be mixing analogies, but it's like you're not eating food 
not because you just simply are avoiding calories. Like there's actual yes. benefits to it, but I don't think that that's how it gets viewed. I'm not using it as a tool. I'm just simply going a longer chunk of time with no calories and enforcing my body to burn the ones that I have already. Yes. I'm super glad you brought that up because that's something actually that I wanted to talk about at the end is like how to figure out if it's something that might be right for you, kind of the reasoning behind it, and then how to figure out, you know, like what is right for your body and Mm -hmm. how you're feeling your body appropriately. But that's a really good point is like the goal of intermittent fasting should not be like, okay, if I only eat between 12 and 6 p.m., I'm mm-hmm. only going to eat half the amount of calories that I would be eating in a whole day, right? So if I eat yeah. 1,500 calories in a day, I'm only going to be eating 750 calories. Like that's not mm-hmm. healthy and that's not no. cool. And that's not what intermittent fasting should be about. I yeah. think a lot of times people think of it that way of like, oh, you're only eating for a couple hours. Like you eat one meal. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll kind of talk about the details and why that is not really what it is. The main goal of intermittent fasting is actually to decrease the span of time throughout the day in which your body is running on energy from food. So what happens is, of course, we know because you all have been listening that food is our body's main source of energy, right? So it is our body's most easily accessible form of energy, right? When we eat food, it turns into calories. Calories provide our body with energy, The more calories we eat, technically, the more energy that we have to Mm -hmm. put out. So what happens when our body goes for long periods of time without running on energy from calories, it still has to run on energy from something, right? So we're actually running on body tissue, right? So our body is, is burning fat. Our body sometimes burns a little bit of muscle as well. But basically what's happening is instead of running on energy from food 18 hours a day, maybe like the typical person, we're only running on energy from food for six or eight hours a day, maybe. And then the rest of that day, we're kind of increasing our fat burn. So that's kind of the physiology behind intermittent fasting and why it maybe will work, regardless of if we're actually eating less calories or if we're actually eating the same amount of calories that we would eat in a 14 hour period. And I think that it's important that like to appreciate that like our bodies did not, you know, were not evolved or created, you know, especially, I mean, we're all, uh, you know, um, what's the word? Indo, hmm. endomorphs. Endomorphs. Is that the right word? It's endo something. Endo. I don't know because I know there's word endomorphs for... and mesomorphs and... Endomorph. Oh, there's an endomorph diet. <laughs> of course there is. We don't Jesus know what Christ. we're talking about now. We uh, are, I don't know uh-huh. what you're talking about. Endomorphs are, are said to have a higher <laughs> percentage of body fat with less mean, uh, less with less muscle mass. They're often heavier and rounder, but not necessarily obese. I don't even know what healthline.com. That's a, that's an okay site. So there, there are, there's three body types. There's, there's ectomorphs, endomorphs, and mesomorphs. Okay. So that's not even what I'm talking about. I'm right. talking about I don't people, think that's what you're saying. Yeah, I'm talking about, <laughs> uh, you know, warm, warm blooded creatures. That's what I'm talking We're about. We're mammals. Yes, I know. But you know, not, are all mammals, man, it's just, mammals this is just. are warm blooded. Yeah, I, I know that. But are there, so are all, 
Are <laughs> mammals the only ones that are warm-blooded? I was going to immediately like scold I you because so. you were like, you mean mammals? And it's like, <laughs> mammals aren't the only ones that are warm-blooded. And then before I, I scolded you, are. I was like, wait, are they? I don't, I don't know. Okay, anyways, so our bodies are <laughs> Biology built. Biology was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, right, I know. Man, what's that damn word? Anyways, okay, so this is your show. You should be the one talking more than me. Um, my, my point was that um, those of us that are warm-blooded, you know, we need to get our food from, you know, uh, sorry, we need to get our energy from food in order to keep our body temperature up. Mm-hmm. Our bodies, though, were engineered a long, long time ago to be able to withstand the need to make energy without intaking food. So being living in 2022, where food is so readily available, what I, it seems, whether it's nicotine or alcohol or so many other substances, like if you're it's the sun, if you're taking in too much, it's almost always a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the same can be said of, of food, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. So intermittent fasting, there's a couple of different kind of styles in which somebody might fast. So typically people are doing either a 16 or 18 hour fast, which means that their eating window would be either six or eight hours. Um, So let's say we're doing a 16 hour fast. That means we get eight hours a day where we are, you know, eating. Or if you're doing an 18 hour fast, you're doing 16 or six hours a day of eating, um, adding up to that total 24. There's actually another type of fasting too. Um, This one always like blows my mind because I just can't imagine, but it's five days where you're basically following like your normal diet and then you, you have two days where you're fasting. Um, Hmm. Those fasting days, we're not completely eating nothing. It's usually like a smallish meal, somewhere between like five and 600 calories. So on your fasting days, you get like one smallish meal a day, Um, which I mean, it sounds crazy to me. Again, I'm a grazer, Mm -hmm. so I'm like literally eating all the time. All the time. (laughs) So for me to be like, my gosh, I get to eat once a day sounds like miserable. But if people get into this routine, like you were saying, you know, really they're five days of the week, they're eating normally, they're eating, you know. Three yeah. meals, maybe some snacks, whatever. Yeah. And then, Again, it's not you know, within excess. Right. You know, it's still a balanced diet, you know, an appropriate yes. amount of calories. Yeah. And then those those other two days, they're, mm-hmm. you know, just just pretty limited. I, t- I tell you, man, like I, I really do feel good when I'm in a fasted state, in a, like a true fasted state. Do you? The, the, the hard, huh? Yeah. But seriously, I really do. Um, I like the... I like to work out when I'm fasted. I know Lindsay has said that also. Yeah. Um, I've gotten to the point now, now which m- totally makes sense, but I can't lift anymore mm. in a fasted state. I can still run because obviously they're using different energy sources. Yeah. I, I can't. I can't lift. It just. I mm. just. You know. I. I'm. I'm more sensitive to it. And and I've. You know. I've lost a bunch of weight, so I've got. I'm in a lot better shape now. Yeah that I was before, which in part of that is that I've less to burn, but also means that I'm working harder. I'm able to push myself harder. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, my, my point was that for me, I could exist. I could exist, uh, in that state. I think, I don't know about all day, but 
I do pretty good when I feel fasting. It's as soon as I start to eat that first meal, you know, again, it's like Papa Kiefer said, Allie only yeah. eats when she's awake. <laughs> My mom says the same thing to the, not that, that I'm always eating, but she says too, like from the moment she puts the first bite of food in her mouth, she's like, all right, now it just doesn't like, stop. I'm just yeah. eating all day. Yeah. I don't feel great when I'm in a fasted state. Mm-hmm. especially if I am trying to work out, like if I'm hungry and I'm trying to work out, it's not good. Like mm-hmm. I am like, I quit right here. I need, I need something like, mm-hmm. I don't care if it's a cliff bar or like an apple. It doesn't matter to me. I just need something. something. Cause like, I hate, I hate like the empty stomach, like gurgly nauseous feel like mm-hmm. if i don't have anything in my stomach i feel nauseous i don't know if anyone else relates to that this is a weird thing um like when i wake up in the morning i feel nauseous until i eat something um and i also get really bad headaches like terrible headaches mm. if i wake up and i don't eat within like an hour i'm like oh what why does my head feel so horrible i'm like oh because we have no blood sugar <laughs> like there's none so i just like I feel it so much, probably just because I'm so used to having food mm-hmm. readily available yeah. all the time. I'm sure if I got into a routine of being used to being in that fasted state, I would adjust and adapt. Mm-hmm. But it's always been pretty difficult for me to like have nothing. Like sometimes even like I'll wake up and literally have like half of an apple or I make these little like date balls if they're like dates and pecans and coconut and cocoa powder and they're like they're literally one bite and sometimes that's all i need it like makes my Mm -hmm. nausea go away and i'm like okay cool i'm ready to go like i don't need to like sit down and eat a whole meal but i need something in my stomach or i don't feel Mm -hmm. good so it's always interesting to me how different people like feel when they're in a fasted state or not yeah and so i guess uh lay out some of the like more general pros so we've kind of like given our kind of takes but like what's some of the more general pros and cons yeah so fasting the the, probably the best well-known or of intermittent fasting also i should say before i allow you to go is that uh lindsay did do an episode for our longtime listeners talking about fasting and so we did a whole episode just on fasting like you know and um and so rather than talking about fasting as a function of breakfast. So we're giving yes. the concept of fasting. With this episode, we're giving the concept of fasting context via breakfast. Okay, yes. go ahead. Lindsay's was a lot more like in detail of like what it is, why we would do it, everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just going to be kind of a general like pro and con and what about breakfast question yep. mark. Um, But probably the most well-known like pro of intermittent fasting is that it might help with weight loss or weight management. Um, By weight management, what I mean is just generally like even like maintaining your weight would be a form of weight management. If you're not somebody who's necessarily looking to lose weight, um, it can help you kind of manage and maintain your weight where it's at as well. Um, It can also help reduce cholesterol and blood pressure. Um, It has been seen to have benefits for blood sugars as well. Um, And again, the reason for this is that it forces the body to run on your fat stores instead of that fuel from food. 
There's also a number of like GI benefits, like gastrointestinal benefits. Basically, what what's happening here is that we're giving our digestive system a, t- a chance to rest. We're giving it a little bit of a break where it's not constantly having to work to digest our food. Um, so we call it a, a kind of rest and digest state um, where, you know, our, our gut can kind of slow down, um, has time to, you know, kind of work on regenerating a healthy microbiome. So that might look like, you know, building up more good bacteria and then, you know, kind of helping to fight off that, that bad bacteria. Um, and again, just helps create a healthier microbiome, um, better, you know, gut functioning and everything like that. Um, So that's a really large benefit that a lot of people are seeing with intermittent fasting as well. The episode is 37, Gluten, Dairy, or Sugar is the title. Okay, on to uh, cons. The number one con probably is that it doesn't include a typical breakfast. That's kind of what we're talking about today. Breakfast sausages are just, oh my God. (laughs) So much better. So much better than like, you know, I just love, I just love breakfast sausages. You know, I mean, it's usually. (laughs) Do you like the links or the patties? Definitely the links. 100% links. Okay. 100%. And real Vermont maple syrup. Not. Mm-hmm. Do you say syrup or syrup? I say syrup. Syrup? Do, syrup? What do you say? Syrup. You say syrup? Yeah, syrup. Mm. Is it syrup? You're one of those guys. Some of that syrup. Um, <laughs> uh, that's like purple drank, you know? It was like syrup <laughs> and uh, whatever else, coating or coating syrup and oh whatever. Oh, my gosh. Anyways, um, I don't remember what we were talking about, so... You were talking about breakfast sausage for some oh. reason. I said breakfast and you just were like well, the cons. The cons sausage. you don't get the cons you don't get breakfast sausage cuz one I else mean, can't have it. Well, one of one of my points, my next point actually is that happiness that's a con, no happiness. Is, is that breakfast, if we break breakfast down into its two root words, we get break fast, okay? So breakfast really is the meal that is breaking our fast, right? So when we're sleeping, we're fasting, right? Regardless of if it is mm-hmm. six hours or 16 hours of a fast, if you are sleeping, you are fasting, okay? Now, it might not, of course, fall into that definition of I'm intermittent fasting because it doesn't meet, you know, kind of those guidelines of the 16, 18 hour fast, but at some point in the day when you are sleeping, you are fasting. Mm-hmm. So that first meal of the day, regardless of if it's at 7 a.m. or noon, is quote unquote breakfast. It's that oh. meal where we're breaking our fast. Mm. So you could still have your little Jimmy Deans. That was deep. That at was noon. deep. <laughs> wow. Dude, that wow. That was that was well done. <laughs> Thank and, you. And duly noted. So, so you still get to have break, right. break, uh, sausage links and happiness. Links whenever you want. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your permission. <laughs> Says the I, dietitian. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, can eat breakfast sausage whenever you want. Yeah, right. And uh, <laughs> and and also just dawning on that, uh, uh, that dawning on me what you said. Since I'm like the Catholic, I'm assuming, are you Catholic? Um, Were you raised Catholic? I was raised Catholic, yes. Okay. All right. So we're both Catholic. Okay. Because the whole breaking of the fast thing, (laughs) like, 
is rooted in like you know monasteries old you know uh and just like that kind of stuff. christian fasting in yep. general is that's true yeah. yes yeah we the the self-flagellation is uh all know. that suffering you know yep exactly you know, it brings <laughs> you closer to god maybe that's why i can't fast because <laughs> I, I associate it with I was going to say, maybe that's why you can't go to church anymore. <laughs> I can't intermittent fast because it reminds me, reminds me of my sins. Yes. <laughs> it's like they feed you at church. I figured oh you'd like gosh. it. You don't even have to go the whole hour, <laughs> you know, without, you know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Anyways. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, we could make the argument that people who are following intermittent fasting still technically can eat quote unquote breakfast. Um, so that's, that's kind of the way that I like to think about it. Um, is that breakfast really is that meal that is breaking our fast since they are breaking their fast at some point they are eating breakfast. Okay. So it might not look like your typical, you know, first meal of three type of breakfast. Um, but I, I would argue that regardless they are eating breakfast. Um, it is intentionally their first meal of the day. Um, so I will call that breakfast. I think that that's kind of my my main argument for why it is, you know, still okay to follow intermittent fasting and, and skip breakfast at the same time is you are having an intentional first meal of the day where you are breaking that fast. Yeah. And I actually do like to think about that. Think about it like that too. I don't know, like, you know how, you know how sensitive I am to like, you know, persuasions and mm -hmm. uh and you know i get very easily influenced emotionally and that kind of thing so like i actually like to think about it as you know breaking the fast yeah the other thing that breaking the fast kind of makes you think about too is like if you want to break your fast with something that is going to nourish your body and give your body like really mm -hmm. high quality fuel because you have fasted right so you've gone this period of time without any energy so how can I really, really nourish my body at that first meal of the day? That is a lot of the reason, too, why the argument that breakfast is the most important meal of the day, why they argue that is because mm -hmm. it's so important to give yourself really high-quality nutrition in the morning because that's what your body is running on until lunchtime. So thinking about breakfast as breaking the fast – Whatever time you're eating your first meal of the day, trying to just make it a well-balanced meal that's giving you the fuel that you need. Mm -hmm. Cons of intermittent fasting are that it can be difficult to stick to. So in terms of willpower and also like lifestyle factors of like, this is what time I have to be at work and, you know, they don't provide lunch or maybe I get free breakfast somewhere. I have to take my kids to XYZ at this time. So not only in terms of like willpower of like, oh, I'm hungry. I don't want to wait until noon, but also just like, can you fit it into your lifestyle? Is it yeah. something that is realistic? So it can be really hard to stick to. Mm -hmm. The other thing that we kind of touched on a little bit is that those hours where we are eating are not just like a free-for-all, right? Like you're not like pounding Oreos and eating 17 bowls of spaghetti. Like you're still eating like a like a tame human. <laughs> like you're eating healthy meals. You're eating proteins, carbs, fats, fruits, veggies. 
and you're not like consistently eating for all six or eight hours of your eating time, right? Like you're you're eating normal people meals during your eating times. Mm-hmm. And again, that doesn't mean that there's no flexibility, right? It doesn't mean that you can't have like a piece of banana bread or some chocolate or some ice cream. But I think a lot of people think like, oh, if I just eat crap during six hours a day and I don't eat for the rest of the day, I'm still going to lose weight or I'm still going to improve my gut microbiome or my blood sugars are going to be better. Mm -hmm. You probably are not going to reap those benefits of intermittent fasting if your eating hours are full of crap. Yeah. So again, something to make people aware of and also just to think about, because I do think that a lot of times people think about intermittent fasting that way of like, oh, I just eat whatever I want for six hours and then the rest of the time I don't eat. Yeah. Um, so that's not that's not the truth. You're not going to get all the benefits if that's what you do. Last thing I always so, like. I guess oh, also. Sorry, no, I was just going to say uh, I'm not going to derail us again, but. Uh, I did just want to add, like at the beginning of the show, I often say this is there is a difference between being sh- in shape and being healthy. So if somebody who really is, you know, majorly restricting, it has the discipline to not regain those calories like Ali talks so much about later in the evening that you um, abstained from earlier. Your weight is math. It's literally math. So your body might take in and, you know, process energy a certain way. But if you burn a certain amount of calories and the total number that you eat is less than that, then your body has to use internal storage. Mm -hmm. So it is possible to lose weight, you know what I mean, if you uh, restrict calories a lot with intermittent fasting. Um, But that... Like, that's just to, like, hammer home Allie's point about how you still, you will not get the benefits out of it, meaning you will be worse off for the wear. Right. Right. And you might end up malnourished (laughs) instead of slightly, slightly less, what am I trying to say? You might end up malnourished instead of, like, losing weight in a healthy way and eating a well-balanced diet. Mm -hmm. The last thing I always like to say as not necessarily a con, but just kind of a warning with intermittent fasting is if you are under the age of 18, if you're pregnant, if you're breastfeeding, if you have like, if you have diabetes or struggle with blood sugar control in any way, um, or if you have a history of disordered eating, um, mm-hmm. this might not be the thing for you. Um, it is, it can be, especially with like disordered eating, it can bring up like triggers of restriction, um, pregnant and breastfeeding. Like you just need consistent energy throughout the mm-hmm. day because you're literally growing another human and or feeding another human um so you need you need consistent energy throughout the day and you need more energy than you do when you're not pregnant or breastfeeding um and intermittent fasting just might not provide you with with enough hours in the day literally to get the energy Mm -hmm. that you need um diabetes and blood sugar issues 
there is mixed research on this and it depends on the person. And that kind of leads me into, you know, my, my next kind of topic. But there definitely is research that supports that, you know, intermittent fasting can be really beneficial for, you know, stabilizing blood sugars. But yeah. if you're someone who's prone to kind of highs and lows where you might experience hypoglycemia where your sugar is really low, if you're going 18 hours without having anything to eat, it's not going to yeah. be good for you, right? A lot of times when people bounce back from a low, that first meal that they're eating, then their sugar is going really, really high. So you have to know yourself. You have to know your body. Talk to your doctor. Talk about any medications that you're on and anything like that, um, that intermittent fasting could possibly affect because when we're not eating for that long, there's definitely a lot that there's a lot that can go wrong. So it's, it's, it's risky if you have one of those risk factors. And remember too, that we're all clinicians. And so we're always going to skew to the conservative side of moderation, you know, when we talk about like health and, and that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, because we're always, because we're in the business of helping people that fall off the edge. So to be, I mean, to be honest, that, that's actually a part of what we're trying to do here with advancing athletics and what Alex and I did, you know, started out doing warrior fit and all this stuff is the whole ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure kind of thing. The other thing with that though, is I will fight for, you know, going the moderate route and moderation because I think it's really sustainable. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times when we're trying to do something and we're like going at it really hard, it works really well for a while. Mm -hmm. And then you get tired of it and you're like, oh, I can't keep that up. Yeah. But if we're building in kind of a more moderate approach, like you said, it might take you longer initially to reach your goal. But if you're able to keep it up for longer and it becomes kind of a lifestyle instead of like, that thing I did for six months that worked and then it stopped working because I stopped doing it, Mm -hmm. then what's better, right? Like in the long run, that moderate approach might be perfect for you. And that Mm. brings me perfectly to our next point is that we say this all the time, but health is not a one size fits all. So I will literally beat this over the heads of listeners forever and ever. Mm -hmm. The meal pattern that I prefer, the foods that I prefer, what works best for me might not be what works best for you. Michaela and I just had that discussion about like the complete opposite in how we feel when we're fasting, right? Yeah. Even so, though like, we're both grazers. That's the yeah. interesting thing. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. So two people, two completely different people can feel so, so different following one meal pattern versus another. There is research out there supporting multiple different meal patterns, right? Mm. We talked about research supporting like eating breakfast within an hour of you waking up. We also talked about research supporting intermittent fasting where maybe you're not eating for seven or eight hours after you wake up. Mm -hmm. There is positive research supporting both of those things. It doesn't make one thing wrong and one thing right. What it means is that we have to listen to our bodies and we have to find what works best for us as an individual. So just kind of some questions and some considerations for like, how do I find what works best for me, right? You might be a breakfast person if you typically wake up and you're hungry or nauseous, right? This is how I know that I need to eat something in the morning is because sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and it's 4.30 and I'm like, I'm not going to get up and eat a snack, but I'm super hungry. Yeah. Or I wake up in the morning and I'm like, if I don't eat something, I feel like I'm going to throw up. 
right? Mm -hmm. Also, if in the morning you feel sluggish or foggy when you skip breakfast, let's say you're a student, right? Or you're in college and you're sitting in your eight or nine in the morning class and you can't focus, right? Mm -hmm. You need breakfast. You're a breakfast eater. If that's happening to you, you need fuel in the morning before that. You might benefit from being a grazer, right? Eating smaller, Team more grazer, frequent hashtag. meals. <laughs> we should get t-shirts. <laughs> we should. That'd be amazing. Alex would be Team Pecker. <laughs> maybe we shouldn't put that on a t-shirt. Maybe that's... Team maybe that's, bird maybe, food. Yeah. We could have like a chewing cow on the back. <laughs> oh, oh my God. It's so gross. No, <laughs> that would be funny, actually. Yeah, with like, you know how they like... They chew their cud or whatever. Yeah, cup, and it's like know? the sides they, of their mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh, I'm man. Totally, I'm totally going to have that. <laughs> Can't wait to receive mine in the mail. <laughs> you, you, you'll definitely get it. Uh, <laughs> but you might benefit from being a grazer like Michaela and I if you are super active and you need consistent energy, kind of like we talked about with people who are pregnant or breastfeeding, right? You need consistent energy throughout the day because you're burning a lot of calories. Your body is doing a lot of work. So same thing goes if you're like an intense athlete or you're someone who's very active kind of throughout the day, right? You're not just doing a workout at one time of the day. Maybe you're walking a lot or your job is really physically active. Um, You need consistent energy throughout the day. Or if you experience frequent hunger or changes in energy level or mood or headaches, right? If you get a headache and you haven't eaten in three or four hours, you probably are a grazer. You probably are someone whose body needs energy every couple of hours. Otherwise, you're going to have headaches or be moody or you're going to have drops or peaks in your blood sugars. Or if you're someone who prefers to not eat large quantities at a time. So if you're somebody who sits down for a meal and eats like half a plate and is like, eh, I'm kind of done. That means you probably are going to be needing to eat more frequently because at any given time, you're not eating a large amount. For intermittent fasting, it might work for you if you don't feel the need to eat very soon after you wake up. So if you wake up in the morning, you're not super hungry. Or if you're like Michaela and from the moment food touches your lips, you're like, all right, well, now I'm eating all day. Yep, it's go time. (laughs) Maybe you would benefit from intermittent fasting. If you don't feel like you experience dips in your energy levels, right? Like if you feel like your energy is fairly consistent throughout the day, even if you go a long time without eating, intermittent fasting might work well for you. Mm -hmm. Or if you're someone who prefers to eat larger quantities at a time. So if you're kind of more of like a bulk eater of like you're eating for volume instead of for like quality or taste, not that those aren't factors, but -hmm. if you tend to eat large portions at a time, Intermittent fasting might be great for you because maybe you're just eating two large meals a day and then you're done. Mm -hmm. So kind of thinking about some of those things and saying, where do I fit on that spectrum? And maybe those things will help you to kind of answer physiologically what is best for your body or where your habits or your preferences lie um, to kind of see what type of eater you are. Mm -hmm. We have talked about how a lot of us just were raised eating three meals a day. So it's what we've always done. But if you are feeling like that might not be right for you, try some of these things out, right? And ask yourself questions and say, huh, do I really need breakfast? Or why do I get hungry in between breakfast and lunch? And then again, between lunch and dinner, and then again in the evening, why is Mm -hmm. this happening to me? Maybe you need to switch it up a little bit. So question some things. Um, and and try some new things out because you might find 
what works perfectly for you. Yeah. Oh my uh, god. What? I just oh, scrolled and saw them? this cow. <laughs> That's gonna be on the back of our t-shirts. I love him. <laughs> Yo, yeah, look how cute and cuddly his face is. He's so cute. Look Big, at his dumb, color. I wish face. my hair was that color. <laughs> uh, that actually is a pretty bronze. It's like a very pretty orange, cow, isn't it? Yeah, it's very nice. Big stupid cow. He's an auburn. Yeah, razor. Uh, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, no, I think that that's great. I don't have anything. There's not really much I can add uh, to to that. Um, I, yeah, I just uh, re uh, support and reiterate and champion all the things Ali said about you know, um, being willing to like identify how you best fit in with whatever it is that you want to try. So, um, you know, just, you know, don't be afraid to like try different things. Um, and there's all different things that you can, you know, try. Um, I mean, that, I guess that's obvious, but my, my, where my thoughts are going is like, you know, you, uh, you used to eat breakfast, you're trying to improve your weight you stop eating breakfast, you listen to this episode, and then you're like, well, shit. All right, well, now I got to go back to eating breakfast. <laughs> I hate breakfast. Or, yeah, and it's like, I hate breakfast. And then it's like, um, rather than just not eating breakfast, why don't we try to find something else? You know, so it might be what you choose. Or maybe that's actually better, Allie, in that you like to eat breakfast, would prefer it, but this person who is fasting now, used to eat breakfast, um, and does want to manage their weight a little bit, it's that their their breakfast never felt like settled well. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, well, when I ate breakfast, I felt cr- uh, crappy uh, all the way, you know, for the whole day or whatever. Or anytime I eat breakfast, my morning starts off terribly. I just feel awful. Like I actually, I don't know, I guess I it's almost like I was lactose intolerant because I'm definitely came from uh, from a family. Sorry, I'm really getting off track here. Um, so uh, we drank a lot of milk growing up and had a lot of cereal for breakfast. Then yeah. I got into high school and um, my stomach no longer liked it when I had milk in the morning. Mm-hmm. But that's all gone now. I mean, I could literally eat a, a container of Stonyfield yogurt now in the morning and like other than the ramifications of that in and of itself (laughs) uh you know it doesn't bother my stomach at all anymore so um so for me again this is i'm actually getting back on track uh my point is is that maybe you need to make better choice about what you eat for breakfast instead of just you know not eating breakfast yes and again, that's, I mean, that it is, it's a whole, there's so many pieces of this and that's mm-hmm. why it's so complex, right? Of like, yes, we maybe you're eating at, maybe you're eating like five perfectly portioned meals a day, but you're eating maybe not the best things, right? So it, it does, it matters when you eat and it matters what you eat, both of them, right? They have to be both there. They don't both have to be perfect all the time. But it's not like, oh, I can just eat however much chicken and brown rice and broccoli and fruit mm-hmm. I want. Like, I can just eat so much of it, right? Still going to be a problem. 
Or you could eat perfect portions at perfect times, but it could be ice cream and cookies and cereal, right? Mm -hmm. And it's still not going to go right. Yeah. So there has to be a balance of when and what and how much and all of it. It's very complex, mm. but this is this is one of the steps in in getting there is nailing down kind of that meal timing that works best for you and seeing what what feels the best for your body. That's all we have for you this week. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Allie. Wonderful job. Thank you very much. Uh, what do you have planned for the rest of the week? Um, I actually have plans this Ooh, weekend with friends. Look like, at you with a social whew, life. Hasn't happened in a long time. I'm I having know, a huh? curry night yum. on Saturday and then a movie night with one of my friends on Friday. Yum, yum. And have some phone calls planned with, with some people. So friends, cool. that'll be fun. How yeah. about you? Um, I think I might go visit my uh, buddy John in Toledo and... We always have a good time, you know, when we get to hang out. So he's one of my best, best buddies. Uh, so I'm thinking about doing that on Saturday. And then um, I'm still waiting to go see the new Spider-Man movie. Really, really oh my gosh, it's so good. You, Oh, man. Don't don't tell me anything. I've been a, able to avoid Twitter to this point. So okay, don't tell me anything. We'll talk about it afterwards. After I okay, see it. I was going to... It made me think about when you were talking about uh, Yellowstone yeah. with whoever that girl is that you like i was yeah. like i will literally watch anything with tom holland in it i like yeah. spider-man in general like yeah. i do spider-man's mm -hmm. my favorite superhero i'm not gonna lie he's so cool so cool but like so. come on like i would watch tom holland in like the world's worst movie yeah he's got some muscle on him yeah i mean he's freaking spider-man you know right all right, I'm going to end the show, and then I'll, <laughs> I'll find it later. I just keep looking at that, that stupid cow's face. <laughs> He's cute. Look at him. <laughs> That's what I look like when he I... He looks really clean. Like, he looks that... like he just got a bath. Yeah. Uh, remember that time? He, is, he does look really clean. I told you about that date, you know, that I went on, my very first date ever. Uh -huh. Okay, I'm going to say, so until... Uh, remember to share all this with the show... I mean, sorry, with the show. Share this with the show. <laughs> Jesus. Share this show with somebody. Uh, rate, scribe, and review. Everybody says that on every podcast because it really does matter. Um, you can go to advancingathletics.com if you want to find out any of the information about services we have or check out other podcast episodes. And you check out the show notes for our social media. So, Allie and I are just going to continue the conversation, but until we talk to you next week, don't forget to serve others, but pay yourself. Bye for now. Bye, everybody. The Fuel Move Recover podcast is the product of Advancing Athletics, LLC. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuel Move Recover and Facebook at Advancing Athletics. This podcast is funded by our members at FuelMoveRecover.com. Their membership is matched with free seminars on performance and wellness for underserved municipalities in Ohio and beyond. Come join the FMR family to improve your well-being while supporting others. The following departments and charities are the shout-outs of our patrons with Protect and Serve memberships. The Feel Good Foundation. The Stark County Sheriff's Office. The Task Force Dagger Foundation. The Teacher's Desk. Veterans Outdoors. And the Woonsocket, Rhode Island Police Department.